Have you ever felt stuck in a relationship with someone that you didn't love anymore, that is deeply flawed in your eyes, worthless and not good enough, and yet for whatever reason you couldn't leave? If so, how have you felt? How and how much has that relationship affected your thoughts, your behavior, your life, and the relationship with others? Stay tuned, because after the intro, we talk with a mindset and relationship coach about the most important relationship we have in life, the one with ourselves. Do you feel stuck in your life? Do you feel unhappy, but not completely sure what that is? Do you hold a grudge towards someone for something they did, which affects you and the way you live your life? Have you ever told someone, I forgive you, but in reality you were not completely over what happened? Why is it so difficult to truly forgive? How do we forgive? And can anything and anyone be forgiven? Hi, my name is Rosanna D, and I'm the host of the Forgiven Tribe Show. This is a safe and not judgmental place for sharing opinions and challenging experiences where the practice of forgiveness helped individuals to get unstuck and create a much more fulfilling life than they had before. Join me in this exciting journey to unveil how you too can have the life you deserve. Simply click the subscribe button below to receive notification about future episodes. Welcome to the Forgiven Tribe Show. In today's episode, we take a journey inside us and talk about the relationship we have with ourselves, how we can shape it in a way that serves us, and how we can affect our relationship with others. And we take this journey with Farhana Ismail, who is joining us from Dubai. Farhana is a mindset and relationship coach and a Jay Shetty certified life coach. She empowers and guides her clients to find the magic essence within them and their life purpose to achieve their goals and to gain inner soul happiness and impactful relationships. Hi Farhan, welcome to the Forgive and Try show. And thank you very much for being with us today. Hi Rosanna, thank you for having me. Um, I'm really excited to talk to you about this today. Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting topic because um, before starting having a relationship with others, we have to learn how to uh, be in a relationship with ourselves. Can we uh, start from yourself and uh, uh, learn about uh, a little bit about you and how you decided to go into coaching? So um, it's actually a very interesting journey. Thank you for asking. So it started, um, I think I've always been a giver in that every career I've chosen has always been giving back in some way. Uh, so it started out, um, I was blessed to be born and raised in a little country in Malawi, in Africa. And I was always um, surrounded by people who, who didn't have what I was blessed to have because Malawi is the poorest country in the world. So I've always been affected by that and I've always seen that. Um, so I started out my career with a degree in mass communications. And when I came back home, I worked with an incredible charity called Mary's Meals that I still uh, feel very warmly about today. Um, it was a very rewarding career, but I had very itchy feet. 
And then I decided to pursue a career in teaching. And again, very rewarding. But I didn't realize um, I had these demons inside that I was constantly chasing. Um, and I didn't realize that I was blocking a few personal events. And this is what caused the constant itchiness and the constant desire to move on to something else. I actually never expected to be a coach, um, but um, there were many seeds planted along the way. Uh, I would say my personal development journey came about in April, 2017. And um, I went to a Tony Robbins event and I had the opportunity to walk on fire. And it basically sparked courage within me. And I slowly learned about mindset and meditation. And I realized um, what the limitations are and what we place in what, what these limitations are and what, how we place these limitations on ourselves, right? And um, it was actually a slow spark. I didn't really do much with it. Um, I continued to learn, but I was still a teacher, still continued to teach. But then I realized um, that I was burning out and enough was enough. So in August 2019, I decided to leave my job um, and explore, just take the time to find out what I really wanted to do. And that year in December, um, I actually found a coach for myself and she um, helped, held up the mirror and made me realize what I was lacking within and what I needed to do to heal. And it made such an impact in my life. It made, uh, just by gaining awareness, um, it changed the course of everything I've been doing and thinking. So meanwhile, I'd been following Jay Shetty and his message also had a strong impact. And one day in my email, um, there was this idea um, that there was, a new uh, there was a new coaching school. And I decided, wait, it just clicked that this is what I want to do. I want to give people the same awareness that I get got in my own life and help them create the changes to live a life they love instead of one they just walk through every single day. So that's a, a absolutely beautiful uh, message, uh, becoming a coach to give others what you have found. So let's start from this uh, very last point. And can we start defining really what uh, a good relationship with ourself, uh, ourselves uh, is and how it does look like? So what we find is when we live daily life, we start living on autopilot. And of course, this means we go through the routine but we never know what's going up in, uh, up in our brain. We don't know what we're thinking. Um, we don't even recognize the, the self-talk. And a lot of it is always negative. So to start right. gaining a relationship with yourself is you have to start becoming aware of what the relationship with yourself is like. Um, it's most important is because it's the one we can't run away from. We have to face every part of ourselves, even the parts that sometimes disgust us. Right? And we have to come to peace with that. So first start to recognize what is the self-talk? How do you talk to yourself? And oftentimes we find that it's actually incredibly harsh. We would never speak to someone else the way we speak to ourselves. Right? And right. Um, we often let 
everything about ourselves go. Um, we don't look after our bodies. We don't look after our health. We um, constantly critical. Um, there's just no peace. But once we start to become aware and we slow down and start hearing those voices, it's it's the first step to changing that. How do you slow down? Because society is uh, running all the time. Uh, we are supposed to juggle so many things in the air, uh, so many balls. Uh, how do we take that uh, time and, and create a space to look inside and to really uh, look how we talk to ourselves, uh, how much care we take of ourselves? How do we do that? You know, I can understand, you know, we're all juggling many, many different things and we play a lot of many different roles. Uh, and, you know, sudden change and becoming aware doesn't happen overnight. But one thing we can do is start really, really small. So imagine you're having your cup of coffee or tea in the morning, you know, before you rush off to work. You mindfully take that five minutes and you actually become aware of the scent of the tea or the coffee and you become aware of the warmth as you drink it, the taste, you know, the touch of the mug in your hands. And that is training you to slowly, very, very slowly become aware and stop. Yes, so it's basically paying attention to every single little detail that we, we have around us and uh, basically fills our, our life. And in this way, we can start creating the spaces, right? Exactly. Um, once we become aware, for example, one activity you can do is you can actually become aware of while you're drinking your, your coffee. Um, you know, one thing you can taste, um, two things that you can smell, um, three things that around you that you can see, um, four things that you can perhaps touch. And... Um, and that also grounds you and you start becoming more present. So it's like awakening all our senses uh, around that little action of taking a coffee. So it's not just, you know, drinking a cup of coffee, but it's uh, noticing everything uh, around us, right? Mm -hmm. And once you do that, you realize that you also become aware of what you're thinking because it's very focused and it's very directed. What do we miss by not having a good relationship with ourselves? What are the, the, the sort of problems that we can face or yeah, things that we actually miss in our life? You know, there's, there's no sense of peace or happiness with who you are. You're constantly running, you feel drained. There's constant judgment for yourself and for others. Um, you know, you're, your energy is not at its best. Your self-worth is beaten down. You never feel like you, you're worth anything or, um, and you're always living with uncertainty, right? Because you're, you're not aware of what's happening within. You're not in touch with that. We're, we don't realize what's happening in our subconscious. You know, the, the talk that's taking place and how much of an, uh, impact it has on us and unfortunately what ha what's 
what often happens is, you know, having a great relationship with yourself, self-love is often misguided, you know, because um, it comes with this idea of selfishness almost. Um, we've almost become used to this idea that, well, if we look after ourselves, if we take time for ourselves, if we learn to set our boundaries, we're being selfish. But we don't realize um, that if we fill our own cup, if we fill our own bucket, we have so much more to give. Right. So it's uh, uh, both in terms of energy and uh, ability to uh, really be present with the people around us and, and support you or, or those around us. Um, that's a very, I think, a very important uh, message for, for everybody because we are so much uh, taken from uh, everyday life and everything that happens that sometimes uh, we tend to put ourselves uh, really at the bottom of the list and uh, not take care of, uh, of ourselves in, this, in the same way, well, in the way we should do, really. Um, how can, I mean, you mentioned uh, serving others. So how much of this uh, bad relationship that we develop with ourselves uh, can impact then the relationship with others? What are the typically uh, the behaviors that we can uh, see? So one, you know, um, as I was growing up, um, I remember my mom, you know, she was constantly giving, constantly, constantly, constantly. And oftentimes it would lead to exhaustion. Mm -hmm. And um, there was, you know, um, the health was never the same because it was always, let me please everybody else. But then, but then you give so much, there's almost nothing left to give because you haven't had time to fill yourself up. You know, um, it's, it's interesting, like, you know, when, we are, when we're flying, they always say in case of emergency, put on your oxygen mask first and, and put it on your child. This is very much the same thing if we don't put on our own oxygen mask first, and if we don't refuel ourselves, it'll lead to resentment, it will lead to burnout, and it will lead to a case where you don't, you do it, but you don't do it from a place of goodness. Right, a place of love. It's mm. because perhaps you, you feel that you have to, you must to. Uh, mm. Yes, um, I, I can definitely see uh, that sometimes in my life, I, I, I was so stretched uh, that I did things just because I had to and not because I wanted uh, to do mm -hmm. them. Uh, so again, uh, another uh, very, very nice uh, message to give to our listeners. You mentioned about boundaries. Um, how important it is to be able to say now? Sometimes uh, when we tend to be very pleasing with people, no, we, we tend to say yes all the time. And it, it goes uh, along the line of the pre previous uh, questions, the uh, previous answer. You know, we tend to, um, to say always yes, to please, to try to please them. But then we get to a point where we are frustrating. So again, is it saying no, being selfish or selfless? You know, it's boundaries are incredibly vital. You know, we're saying the word no, you know, um, it's, 
you have to look at it from a point of what is the cost here? What is the benefit? What is the cost? You have to weigh it up, right? If you say no in this scenario, will you have, you know, more to give later on, right? And what is it going to be the cost to your health, um, to your peace, and, you know, just with your values? If you say yes, is it going to go against that? And you have to really weigh it up. But at the end of the day, um, when you say yes, are you going to be resentful? Are you going to be uncomfortable? Are you going to do it with your entire heart and energy? So you really have to weigh it up. I, I think the most important ch- uh, or the most difficult challenge in, in this case would be really uh, answering that, those questions uh, and really realize whether doing something or say no or, or rather yes uh, can really be beneficial for us or rather uh, not serving us. Um, so. What are some of the challenges that you normally see in, uh, in your clients, for instance, that they need to face uh, in order to create a good relationship with themselves? So a lot of the times it comes down to self-worth, right? I don't feel good enough. And, it, um, and you can see how much of an impact it has in a work situation or in a, fa- in a you know, in family situation or even a, with a partner. Um, because they don't feel like they have any self-worth. You know, we're going back to this idea of boundaries. They find it very difficult to say no, because um, they feel, well, I'm not good enough to be in this work environment or in this relationship. So I have to compensate by giving more and more. Another aspect is confidence. You know, clients are constantly dealing with this idea of not feeling confident. Um, And, you know, they feel, they often feel like they're also not appreciated or validated. Right. That's a a very, very good point. How much of the idea of uh, this world of perfectionism that we sometimes we we feel uh, on us has to do with that? Uh, and how much comes from, from the outside and uh, that obliges us to search for validation in the outside world? So perfectionism, perfectionism is like having incredibly high standards of yourself that you will never meet. Because each time it's like, okay, I'm here, but that's not good enough. I have to get a little bit ahead. Right? And... Um, Outside influences may have formed this idea of perfectionism within you, but it is yourself that, like, so whatever relationship you're in or whatever you do at work, it will never be good enough because you always set the bar a little bit higher once you're there. Hmm. So, yeah. yeah, even if you have, like, a partner, it's, it's like, okay, um, he may or she may do something, and you're like, well good but it's just not good enough because again automatically you've set it higher right um so we have to uh, be mindful of, of what is uh, uh, on one end is uh, is achievable and 
uh, also mindful of what we are capable of and that we are enough and that we should really, uh, you know, look at, at situations in a way uh, that, well, we, to pose ourselves in a, in a positive, basically, uh, mindset, right? Yeah, yes, definitely. I mean, it's, you know, with a lot of clients, we also work with perfectionism, as in how to let it go, how to be able to say, okay, I've done the best I can do in this situation and learn to make peace with yourself and to learn that you are human, right? Mm. We, we, we do have flaws and it's never going to be 100% completely. Right. Does it also affect... Um, for instance, in business, uh, the ability of people to, to start new activities and, uh, you know, to, to push themselves and say, okay, this is where I, I am today. Uh, it's not perfect, but let's go. Instead of uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, delaying uh, inevitably the starting day or, or, or some uh, new adventure or something. So, you know, um, many people say they deal with procrastination when it comes to new projects in business, um, in life, in, in whatever area they're currently dealing with. And on the surface, they say, well, we make the lists, we, we're ready, but they don't look underneath. And oftentimes, um, when, it's, when something like that, um, when it comes with perfectionism, you're often worried that you're going to fail. You'll never meet your standards. So you don't start. You avoid the problem you, altogether <laughs> from, the, from the outset. Yes, because you're like, well, I'm never going to make it. So what's the point of even trying? Right. Whereas, whereas in, yes, please. Um, whereas in actuality, it's all about, you know, taking those small steps. We know we won't reach there overnight. Mm. But if we make it, make, take those easiest possible small steps, we'll start working towards that. So let's talk about steps then. Uh, and in particular, some practical um, advice that we can uh, give our followers on how they can uh, create a, a strong um, inner um, self and a, a, a strong relationship with that uh, self. So uh, when I work with my clients, I follow a process called the ABC method. So basically mm -hmm. before you even build a relationship with yourself and you start getting there, we start working with becoming aware of where you are with your relationship. Right. Uh, what is it in, right? And then we create an audit. Um, what area would you particularly like to work on? What is the priority? Because with anything, to actually make it happen, it has to be important enough. Mm. Then we create a big goal, like what area, how would you like your relationship to look in six months? And then we start building habits towards this better relationship, better mindset. 
and along the way we reflect and we tweak and of course you have to have accountability accountability is key how are you going to make sure you do it because some days doing something is really difficult you know we have to push ourselves beyond our boundaries life comes in the way so how are you going to make sure you do those things so that they're actually done and then um, you know with with practice and um we create competence but along but what what is important to realize is that as a coach is i don't give you the answers you have the answers within yourself so you know what's going to work for you through the questioning techniques that we work on together so i hold your hand and you're safe like you're in a cocoon like it's the safest possible place but you come up with the answers and how you can create that better relationship for yourself because what works for one person doesn't work for another person because we're all very different right it, it makes absolutely uh, sense you mentioned uh, life um, getting uh, uh, every single uh, situation and sometimes we have the best intentions but then uh, everything goes upside down um how much uh, do you think that um self forgiveness in this in this case can uh, can really help um you know to overcome all, all these uh, these feelings these bad feelings that we might create around okay i didn't do this uh, i'm not good enough again uh, i'm guilty of not having uh, achieved what i uh, set myself to do how much is important uh you know with your work and with your clients it's incredibly vital what we find is when we're building habits for example what happens is you know you may say well i didn't exercise today mm-hmm. oh and it happens again you don't do it again and then you don't do it again because you're like well i didn't do it this one day um i'm never going to do it but the but the trick is you have to learn to forgive yourself and realize that we are human things do come in the way but you can't let it go more than once or twice before you get back into that routine because then you have to remind yourself what are my priorities why am i doing this what we like achieve mm-hmm. when i do it and also you have to realize this yes i am human and a, a technique that you could use is that you could actually write yourself a forgiveness letter oh. i forgive myself um for having done this but i realize and i'm moving on and getting back onto it so there's this element of writing down your forgiveness for whatever case it may be and um and realizing all the time keep reminding yourself i am human i am allowed that, to make mistakes that, that's that's beautiful uh, just being aware uh, that yes like anybody you can uh, you can make mistakes you can uh, uh, not be present in that uh, in that moment but it's okay it's still very much okay um so do you have a particular routine that you follow for for yourself to uh, maintain your own uh, good relationship with yourself or 
you are a sort of immune as a coach you are you know it all you know um i'm just as human as everybody else i'm still a work in process i'm in no way fixed or perfect um i need to follow a routine definitely because it helps my own negative self talk because we all have negative self talk but we need to learn to manage it so what i start off with in the morning is i start off with a a 20 minute meditation mm-hmm. um i find that it helps me become aware and more present of the thoughts in my head um throughout the day mm, i um i journal so you know sometimes i do it in the morning and sometimes i do it in the evening it very much depends on the day and i make sure i write or think about three things i'm grateful for because gratitude connects you to the heart it grounds you and it you know takes you back um to your why and what you're here for and i also exercise um for 30 minutes and that's my routine every day and i find that it makes me aware of what where i am and becoming more present in the present moment but also you know the the exercise relieves relieves the releases those endorphins and um it keeps me going throughout the day so it sounds very very sensible so just to recap uh meditation journaling to take everything out uh gratitude uh exercise sounds like a, a very good plan and um to be honest i tried with meditation a few times but i've never managed to create a, a practice out of it uh but i i've done uh, journaling and i found it that uh, extremely useful because you can really start putting out or taking out uh, everything that you have inside and uh, all the negative um uh, aspects or the negative feelings that you may have from past situations um and also the the gratitude uh, aspect is uh, is extremely important when you start uh, saying thank you for this uh it could be just uh, the sun that is shining outside um immediately you feel that sense of relief and uh, that uh, positive uh energy that comes uh, through so uh that's a very a very nice uh, um suggestion or advice uh, for everybody to follow and i will try to do uh, again meditation we'll try again and see how it goes um listen uh what do you think about uh society and the role of society uh right now because uh sometimes we have um a lot of uh, Uh, false idea was going on in uh, uh famous people for instance and uh, that goes again to what we were talking about before about external validation or our own self worth uh but very often what we see in social media is uh, for instance is fake is false um so how can we uh, sort of put a, a barrier between us and everything that is happening uh, in in the in the world or around us and and just start appreciating uh the the, the important things well you know a lot of my clients you know what happens is what we realize is that um comparison is often the key issue you know they're always comparing their world with what the what others have 
and social, you know, social media society um, makes this very easy because, um, you know, with Instagram and Facebook and everything else, you often see this positive one-sided view. We often forget that there is a bigger, you know, this bigger, you know, there's a behind the scenes, there's more happening. And we have to take everything with a grain of salt. And yes, you know, we don't live in a bubble. We definitely don't. But I, for example, never watch the news. Because in the news, all we learn is chaos and negativity and murders and war and everything that we don't realize is affecting what's, what's happening in our, with our, in our minds. Also, with, you know, with social media, yes, we, we can't, if we can't not use it, we can actually decide what we are going to see. And, you know, we, yeah, we decide who we are going to follow. Who's going to, are we going to be motivated or demotivated today? Mm. And that choice is in our hands. Uh, absolutely. But then uh, it comes to mind that uh, a lot of, uh, uh, of the users of social media are uh, children or teenagers. Um, I remember, um, for, this, for example, I had my first mobile, I, I believe, as a present after my first degree at university. So I was already an adult. Uh, nowadays, uh, we can see around uh, young teenagers uh, with their mobiles. And mobiles today are very different from the ones uh, that were available at my time. Um, there are lots of apps that are easy uh, to download. Social media, again, uh, at my time wasn't as um, available or easy accessible as it is today. So um, for if we think of parents, for instance, of um, older children or young teenagers, how can they uh, sort of empower and uh, in, instill in them the right values to make a sensible choice? Because we cannot really uh, expect uh, parents to go and check every single day what they are doing, what they are following. It's, it's just impossible. So how can we um, prepare and empower our children in a way that they can develop a strong relationship with themselves and so they avoid uh, seeking this uh, validation outside? So, you know, children are very perceptive. You know, they, they see and learn everything from example, especially when they're... Um, I have a, a nephew who's three years old and, you know, it's, they're like sponges. They absorb everything. So I would say the key is to show them that you have a good relationship with yourself, you know? And, you know, the signs are there. You, you, if you're kinder to yourself, you're more likely to be kinder to everybody else too. And, um, you know, children will begin to learn the importance of this of self-care, of self-love, of treating yourself kindly. Um, you right. know, and instead every of- children needs happy parents, basically. Yeah, I mean, and even if there is an issue, they see how you deal with it. 
Yeah, you don't just brush it aside. You might see, okay, um, you know, I'm not feeling, I'm not in a good mood. I'm going to write about it or I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to sit and meditate or I'm going to do some yoga or I'm going to go for a run or something. So it's being brushed away. It's being faced, right? Right. And this idea that self, you know, this idea that self-love is selfish comes, you know, from, you know, the ancient Greeks. It's it's not a new idea. You know, it's this idea that Narcissus fell in love with his own reflection. And, um, you know, we often think Narcissism is a bit like self-love and it's confused that if you take the time to care for yourself, you're being narcissistic. But self-love is very much about, you know, looking out for yourself um, and, you know, because our body and our mind, it's, it's almost like our responsibility. And if children see that, you know, if they grow up with that, they kind of try to, you know, they understand their values. And, um, you know, it's, it's like, okay, um, you know, you could create a list together. I have these qualities that I'm proud of. These are my strengths. You know, your child could do that with you. Hmm. So they're right. slowly becoming. Uh, very, very nice advice. Um, Farhana, um, there is uh, um, always a little bit of uh, uh, concern when people start to show off uh, their emotions. And when we uh, don't have a good relationship with ourselves, uh, you said before, we, we lose that sort of inner, uh, inner peace and, and therefore we might become a little bit more uh, loud or louder with our uh, emotions and, and show them off. Um, how important is to uh, embrace these uh, emotions and, uh, but without feeling o- overwhelmed? Uh, are they uh, a good sign or, or, or signal uh, that there is something that we need to, to work on, perhaps? We should, you know, even if it's a negative emotion, and we don't, we don't all have happy emotions all the time, we have to embrace these negative emotions. But, and it is, it is a sign that we should listen to, that something is bothering us. But the problem is, if we don't deal with it, like, you know, um, either journaling it out or, um, you know, understanding where it's coming from. And when we start to wallow in it, that's where the problem comes in. So it's doing that work of digging and searching for uh, going, trace back basically the source of, of the problem mm-hmm. and, and, and remove uh, that's, that's, uh, that's very good. Um, if you would say um, to our listeners, um, you know, if you have a bad relationship with yourself, uh, you can follow uh, these few steps. What would that be? I would start, um, you know, the simplest one would be to start by asking yourself, you know, by journaling um, every night, oh, what did I do well today? Yeah. Um, what could I have worked on? What were the thoughts going on in my mind today? Now, what stood out? 
and so then noticing um, just just noticing how the situation is uh, uh, is moving around and uh, how your day was nice mm. and and then you know you think about what can I do better t- tomorrow I mean if I got really angry um, and I was really unkind to someone where was it coming from mm. how would how would I treat myself that day um, there's, you know, everybody is in a different space. So you can't really go, okay, there's this specific solution that works for everybody because we're all dealing with different scenarios. Right. But I would say the key is just start listening to that inner voice, the negative talk. And, you know, just by journaling it out, we start to become aware. Yes, so uh, take out a, a, a notepad and start writing uh, everything that you have done and what you can improve for the day after. Uh, that's a, a very good advice for all our listeners. Um, what do you have right now in, uh, in the pipeline? What are you working on? So currently, um, I'm very much focused on one-to-one coaching mm-hmm. because... Um, I really do like working with individuals and, you know, being there to see their own momentum, their own growth, their own, um, you know, their own path. That's highly rewarding. Um, But I'm also currently working on uh, a group coaching program um, that's in the works. And eventually I'm going to be creating a a course on confidence. So, and and a, a few speaking engagements here and there. So that's just some of the things I'm working on. Oh, fantastic. Um, if you would like to give just a one take-home message from uh, today's conversation, what uh, would that be? Something that uh, our listeners really need to, to remember or you would like them to remember from our conversation? So... First of all, we, you know, we all have um, untapped power and potential within us. We just don't realize it. So I would say, you know, start gaining awareness of what's within, okay? If you find that your health or your relationships or any other aspect of your life is not where you would like it to be, start looking within. You know, what's that voice in your head? Because you will find that it is, the key to so much that's happening in our lives. To unlock all the, all the issues just by being aware of them. Well, um, obviously that is, uh, uh, you know, the, the first step. If we are not aware of the problem, we cannot really address it. So it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, advice. If uh, our listeners would like to get in touch with you, what uh, they should be doing and where they can find you? So I'm on Instagram uh, at uh, significantconnection underscore coaching, or I have a website, significantconnection.com. And, um, you know, my email is also listed on there. So we will be putting these uh, these links uh, in the episode description. Well, I, I hope that uh, this episode has convinced every, everyone 
listening of how important really uh, creating a good relationship with ourselves is. Uh, but if you still have some doubts about it, uh, I want to leave you with a, with a quote that I found, and it's a quote from Robert Holden. The relationship with yourself sets the tone for every other relationship you have. Farhan, I will improve. I will improve, honestly. <laughs> Thank you very much for accepting our invitation and uh, for spending uh, this hour uh, with us and uh, for sharing your, your knowledge, really. It has been a great pleasure. Rosanna, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. And um, you did get my name right. It, it was absolutely <laughs> beautifully said. Um, it's, uh, it's been a real, real pleasure. And um, yeah, I, I hope to do this again. Absolutely. We can uh, set another date uh, for another conversation. It's, uh, I found it really, really interesting. And we would love to also have feedback for anybody uh, listening and uh, what sort of relationship you have with yourself. Um, are there specific challenges that you have in, in taking care of yourself? Let us know and uh, don't forget to check uh, the description in this uh, episode if you want to get in touch with uh, Farana. And uh, join me next time when uh, we will continue exploring exciting, inspiring and challenging situations. Because remember, we are together in this journey. Remember, forgiveness is like a muscle. The more you practice, the stronger and more effective it becomes. If you haven't done it yet, you can subscribe by clicking the subscribe button below. If you know anybody who could benefit from the topics discussed in this show, do some good and share the link with them. If you have a story that you want to share with us, comments or suggestions on topics you would like to be explored, send me an email at forgiventrive at gmail.com. Reviews will also be very much appreciated. And with this, it's a wrap. Till next time, thank you and goodbye.